Welcome to another Overpowered Podcast, Geeks of the Machine Edition. I'm your host, Adeline, and co- Adelaide, and co-hosting today is Jasmine. We're starting off strong, aren't we? Hello, um, Adeline. <laughs> it's going to be a great podcast, guys. Strap in. Uh. Um, today we're discussing Supernatural Season 14, Episode 14, Ouroboros, and Episode 15, Peace of Mind. So let's just, like, what do you think of these? Because I was, I'm all over the place with these. Okay, so Episode 14. <sighs> I think I text you something like, we went through this whole season yes. just to get... You're like, that was it? It <laughs> <laughs> was all the build-up for this? <laughs> like, and then I, I like I had a list of people who just were not there anymore. And who, like, what happened to them? If we're gonna tie up a whole season in one episode, let's do it! <laughs> I will say, I want you to bring that list back up. I don't have it in my notes, but that's gonna be your thing here. Because <laughs> I legit was like, okay, we had all of these people... What happened to the, let me see, let me see if I can find the list. But episode 15, okay, so this is going to be an unpopular opinion, I'm sure. I like Sam more this episode. Wow. <laughs> like, it made me miss the mopey Sam, who's going around versus, like, this crappy, small, Pleasantville version. So I can say that is a positive. See, for me, I feel like I agree with you on episode 14. I massively agree with you. I feel like we built up all of this and, and that's how we end it. We end the, you wrap up an entire season in two minutes. Wow. Okay. Uh, and also, I just like, one of the things I feel like they've started doing is relying really heavily on the monster of the week to get us to the plot device necessary to move forward. And we didn't need like 45 minutes dedicated to him only to wrap up in this really weird way and end like a major plot point that went on. And I felt like that was such a weird, such a weird thing they've been doing. And they did that in the 300th episode too, where they relied on a, on a, um, a monster of the week to get them where they needed to go instead of just jumping right in to where they needed to go. And there's a weird thing that goes on, especially in writing where it's like, you don't need to describe the daily boring life of things if someone, like, if you end a chapter... Unless it's a slice of life. Yeah, unless it's a slice of life. But, like, if you've got, like, a if you've got a piece of fiction going and you say, you know, and they're traveling from one place to another, you don't write the week that they're traveling. You just have that happen between the chapters. Because otherwise, unless there's something how important How dare you on. tell the writers how to write, Adeline? Yes, I will tell the writers how to write when they start <laughs> doing this stuff repeatedly. And I feel like they're missing that point and that they're just starting to show us the the kind of boring stuff that we don't really need to see because they feel like suddenly that's important for us to get to where we need to go when instead we could be focusing on the real plot that they really want to focus on. That is sure. And then peace of mind. I just, I did not pay attention in episode 15. That was, that happened. I, and... I have a lot of notes. We don't have okay, to worry. Okay, good. Um, all right, let's start with episode 14. Um, I'm not going to go back and forth. I'm just going to say the villain of the week was a Gorgon with cannibalistic tendencies and um, and a pet snake. I kind of enjoyed him. He was actually pretty entertaining to me. Um, and he's been eating the eyes of his victims and having visions of Sam and Dean catching him. So this is how he's been managing to evade them the whole time. Uh, they enlist the help of Rowena, who uses um, magic to locate him. And at the most recent crime scene, she finds blackened lips and a snake skin. Well, Jack finds a snake skin, but who cares about Jack? Um... And she uses that to figure. She and Sam use that to figure out his identity. Um, what do you think of him at all? Because this is probably going to be one of the. Few I really liked him. Like if we're, the fact that he was like, it's only so many ways you can cook a human. Okay, the fact that I have to eat you is disturbing to me as well. Like, 
liked, and I hate this because at the very beginning of the episode, it shows him cooking up the guy's liver and he's slicing it so wonderfully and he's like throwing down with like onions and, and oils. I and was I'm thinking like, it too and I'm like, that looks really good. I'm like, I what? hate myself. This I'm like half nauseated, half starving. And I'm like, this is such a weird emotion to have right now. I don't like this. Mm-mm-mm. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I appreciated him. Like as the inner cook in me who is like, I appreciate someone who does cooking well. And the fact that he was like sincerely upset that he had to eat people's flesh. Because he's like, do you know there's not that many ways to cook a human being? I was like, that makes sense, if we're being honest. <laughs> Are you okay? I hear you typing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, I was trying to find his name, but I don't think he had a name. Um the Gorgon. The Gorgon. Is that just what they called him? All right. And, um. No, it was Nick or something. Yeah. Because he, he signed no, Noah. it. Noah. It was Noah. Yeah, okay. That was it. Because he signed Thank it you. when he was, yeah, when he was, um, writing yeah, the letter to N. me. I couldn't remember what it was. And, um, I, I was going to say that he, um, he, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but I didn't, in the most recent summary version that I did, I kind of cut the part out, but he's, he's preying on guys mostly. And he does have a line where he says, uh, that women are so cautious now because of generations of misogyny and violence that they've endured. Uh, I don't okay. know it how hit I felt me over about the this. head. Like it was very much charmed. Where it was like, women are great. Okay, they're out here. Do- they're they're super cautious. Me too. I'm here with you guys. Wink, wink. Like, I mean, I, didn't I, I don't like know. That. I, it was it was exhausting to me simply because it was one. It was unnecessary. You can just prey on guys, and that could be your preferred man. One, he was, like, sometimes women, but mostly men. Like, when did you stop eating women? Were they, like, not caring? Like, because it's just, I don't know. It bothered me. It was a I lot feel of like questions. for Supernatural to say that was kind of like a, a slap in the face. And, um, because, I like... I wish you would have said, make me a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he... I kind of wish he had made a sandwich out of some guy now that you've said that. but it, it Oh, like I found my list of stuff that hadn't been tied up. Oh, okay, good. But we'll get to that in a second. But, like, I feel like he, I don't know, he just, like, for Supernatural to say that, of all things, when you spend so many time, so much time just killing off all the female characters that seem to come up and any reoccurring female character gets killed off because partially the fans are to blame here, but because the male leads tend to have more views and more responses from them. But at the same time, like, Supernatural, don't, don't say that. You don't have a leg to stand on here. This is not your fight. You you can't. You will not win this. I don't care if you try to be like, yeah, I understand your plight. No, shut up. You don't, because you're doing the same thing. Anyway, list of things that haven't been wrapped up. Okay, so there is the whole guy in the trunk thing. What was his name? Did we wrap that up? I don't think we did. I'm assuming he's no longer have, the They trunk. had to have gone in the trunk. <laughs> We've driven the car multiple times at this point. I assume Garth is no longer in the trunk. <laughs> the whole soulless prophet thing. Jack's girlfriend. Where is Bobby? Yes, that is a valid one. Where is Charlie? Like they 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 wrapped up the whole people in disappearing in and out of the bunker. Now we are wondering where Mary is. <laughs> like, I mean, we kind of we know she's out there. Apparently, she's in Oregon. I don't remember which episode that was mentioned in. Something about she was out in Oregon at one point. Like, uh, 
at this point, she might as well just be dead because she's never with them. And you would think, as someone who is always like, I miss my children, blah, 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 she would at least be like every other episode there, not constantly away. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And I really want to know the whole, this whole thing with Bobby. Like, are we just putting him on a bus and leaving him out there? How did she get there in time to see the father come back? Do you expect me to answer that? Because I got like I'm legitimately wondering because she's never there and she just happened to walk in with groceries. I got nothing. Like she she just not staying at this cabin anymore. And then is Bobby staying at the cabin? I don't understand what's happening here. And then the whole soulless prophet because now he's just he's just. I don't understand. He's out in the world talking to, about what Mr. Rogers did. I mean, we are covering that in this episode, too. But still, he's there. At least we kind of see him. Sort of. No, but that's not... No! It's not enough. Because if you don't have a soul, it doesn't matter what Mr. Rogers would do. Yeah, you don't care. You're like, well, would Mr. Rogers actually do this? I don't know. Well, not even that. Even if you know, logically, this was what Mr. Rogers would do. You would do it in a way that is soulless, not the exa- because he said you lack empathy, you lack feeling, you lack yeah, caring. you lack pity, you lack humanity, you lack empathy, and he's just—that's not really stuff you can fake very well. Exactly, as we learned from sociopaths. Yes, although they're—they can be quite good at it, I hear. But no, but like there's body language that you can tell. It's yes, very it's hard true. to mimic you your say, body language. You can say whatever you want. You can say, "Oh yeah, I'm really sorry," blah blah blah, but like. If you don't, if you visibly don't care, then it's going to be obvious. Thought you were going somewhere else with that. No, okay. I had nothing. Okay. Um, but I mean, we can always talk about Jack's girlfriend, but like. I don't remember her at this point anymore. She was in Paris somewhere, like, talk, wrote Jack a letter talking about she'll get back to him because she has to kill him. But my thing is, how? How is she going to kill him now? I will also, be perfectly honest. I thought the girl that has been sort of heading the hunters for a long time was her. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, when we get to the next episode, remind me that I have a jack point. That is perfectly valid. I have many of those. Um, <laughs> I don't remember where I was. So, um, uh, oh yes, okay. So Rowena and Sam look into the Gorgon, trying to find out his identity. Uh, jack Castiel and Dean have some time together at a restaurant. I think it was a restaurant. Um, most of this just revolves around Jack using his powers to heal that annoying cough, and I swear, I'm I'm glad they cut that and they nipped that in the bud early because I saw him start coughing. I was like, "Oh, don't you dare start with that again!" Why didn't he just take a cough drop? Just, like that yeah, was my I'm first thought. Like you're a human, just take a cough drop. Take yeah, some don't. cough suppressants. It's Dude, a lot of things that you could again. do without magic. We like if we're being keep, honest, we don't have to keep seeing him coughing up blood. Like we get the point, okay? Find a new, <laughs> find a new mechanic, please. We got it. You're dying. Leave us alone. Come on, man. You already <laughs> died. Do not start this again. We just clean up this mess. Please don't make us do it again. Um, so then we have, uh, yes, Jack uses his powers to heal himself. Takes a magic cough drop, as it were. Um, and Dean reminds Castiel that they have a plan B, should they need to use it. Just throw him in the Pacific Ocean inside that cough, and everything will be dealt with. Don't worry about it. Uh, Castiel is, of course, stressed out by this idea and is like, no, 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 please. There's another way to save you, Dean. Don't worry about it. Um, so another attack. Do you want to cover anything there? Because, meh. No, I, I didn't care okay, about cool. any of that. I was like, yeah, throw him in the coffin. Can we be over this? I know. Like, it's, like, can we move forward with this? 
Like, you just came off a hiatus and this is what you gave me. Yeah, I feel like they've been dragging this on for so long. It's just like, I don't want to listen. Like, Dean, we don't need to hear about this anymore. We know you have the coffin. We know you want to jump in the Pacific Ocean. It's fine. Um, so another attack leads them to the next victim and a note from Dean, or to Dean from the Gorgon. Uh, from Noah. There we go. I remembered his name. Uh, the note says he sees him standing alone reading it. However, as he's not alone, uh, Castiel's standing next to him, um, we kind of get that little trump card that we need. And we find out that he cannot see Jack or Castiel because they are not human. Uh, using this, the Winchesters use the Winchesters, their pet animals, um, and their Jack witches. has a soul, which I don't under Like, what is the definition that we're using for human? I don't know. He's in. <laughs> because- is it having a soul? Is it not having a soul? Like, what is a human definition? Is it a, like because is it body temperature? What is it? <sighs> I have no idea because I I thought he could see Jack when he said, uh, when they said, oh yeah, he can't see him because he's not human. I'm like, Jack, but why is Jack included in that? I get mm-hmm. that he's a nephilim, but why is he included in that? Exactly. I was wondering the same thing. Like, no, Jack is totally human He's we've the, like that's the whole point yeah, they just like, said that his grace is gone so his cells are that's eating the whole each point other up like because he's human so that's dumb anyway um <laughs> so they're the winchesters they're pet angels because now that's i guess what castia what jack is he's part of the little pet angel crew uh and their witch associate um have a plan at this point and first they need anti-venom. Now, I will say this is probably the only part of the episode I deeply enjoyed was watching uh, Rowena and Sam pretend to be a couple and bring in their sick dog, a transfigured Jack, into the vet. Because let's face it, that's the best looking Jack has ever been. And I, I found that entire little sequence pretty funny. So uh, mostly because that was obviously Rowena's idea. And they nailed it better than it would have been if it, if Sam had just come in and been like, hi, I'm FBI, I need anti-venom. Which would have mm-hmm. been kind of weird for him to just walk in and say, and frankly, we're kind of tired of seeing them always up in their FBI get-ups and fake badges. So I found it was this also record. hilarious how Jack was like, I wish they would have did it before. Before they took they my took temperature. My and the slight pause that everybody has when they just sort of look at each other. <laughs> yeah, that was the best scene for me. I enjoyed that scene, but it didn't save the episode. Rowena saves the episode, but still. Does she, though? Because we can talk about the stupidity of Rowena in this episode. Yeah, alright. She's not the best in this episode, but still. <laughs> um, We can cover that. I think I know what part you're talking about, but I we can cover that when we get to it. Um, So Rowena pinpoints the latest location. They spring into action. Jack and Castiel are overwhelmed and outmatched. Uh, there's a brief moment where the Gorgon tells Jack a story of a snake and a chicken. The overall moral is that it's better to sacrifice the thing you love to destroy the thing you hate. I don't Which know is a I stupid moral. That yes, is a stupid, I don't know that I agree with moral. this, but like, that was his point. Um, do you want to cover that? Because that was like a like, huge glaring moment. That like, And even as a Christian who's like, you know, you got to be humble and sacrifice yourself because love. No, that's a stupid moral. Because the chicken... The thing kept eating up. Why didn't the chicken build a... If the chicken has the capacity to boil to the egg... To boil an egg, right. Why didn't the chicken have the capacity to build a fence? To shut the door? To go in the human's home? To say, alert the humans that a thing, a predator is eating her egg? Where were the humans in this scenario? I, like, I wouldn't thought, they notice like, the eggs were missing? 
I thought it was more legit, like, oh, it's an animal eating this. I thought they were going, like, straight up black and white animal, no no weird biblical intelligence on top of it. But no, they suddenly turned it around and the chicken can boil eggs. Okay. <laughs> I was so lost when they when they threw that in there. I was like, I don't know that I agree with this, but okay. But my you thing do is, that. I, like, I will go along with sometimes you got to walk by faith, not by sight. Okay. But you lose everything in that scenario. Like, it would have been fine if she hard boiled one egg and had four left. Because then she's sacrificing one of her children so that the other ones can survive. Hopefully. Hopefully. Because you would assume that he doesn't eat that the all of the other ones first and then eat the boiled egg. But, like, if you have nothing. Yeah, there's nothing that... left. You, I, I guess you could say, well, they killed the thing, so now she can have more eggs safely. But at the same time, like, you still sacrifice everything to do that. Everything. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And it was a stupid moral. I also I was, thought, it, like, the line that he says, I can't tell if you're the chicken or the snake in the scenario. I was like, can you stop talking? This is obviously a distraction point. What are you doing? Well, see, I like that line, ironically, because it's like, are you the one who will sacrifice everything or are you the one who will devour everything? And I feel like that they're hinting, it, well, not hinting, they're, they're basically hitting you over the head with the fact that we don't know which side Jack is truly on. Uh, yeah, they're trying to foreshadow, but they're doing it in a way that they had that moral that seemed more... The story seemed more convoluted than it needed to be for that. And I think, again, that's something that Supernatural's been struggling with. So, I don't know. They, uh, I feel like they tried to make it deep and and meaningful, but they didn't really succeed. Because instead they just gave us this really weird moral that no one really agreed with. Well, I think that... it. I think that the story was stupid, but the moral, it was stupid too. But the application to Jack makes sense. All right, all right. Like, I'll give you that. Maybe, like, I see where they're going with it, and I don't know. I still feel like it wasn't necessary, because it was such Okay, I will give you that, because they could have said, like, I see you, Jack. Yeah, they could have just said that. Do they see you, or something like that. Yeah, they could have just said that, which would have been better than the weird moral that we really didn't need. And it would have been less time. Like, if we're being, like, because they sat and just let him tell this tale for a very long time. I know. In fact, to the point where I was like, this is a distraction tactic. Please notice this. He's buying time. Do you realize this? Do something. I've seen this in, like, The Incredibles. Do you know what's going on here? <laughs> oh, that was annoying, too. I hated that. Um, uh, so they get overwhelmed. It's very easy. It's very easy to overwhelm these two, apparently. Uh, then Dean and Sam arrive and also get overwhelmed. And Dean gets knocked multiple times in the head, which is probably not good for somebody who's trying to keep an angel imprisoned in there. Also, sorry, an when did they stop learning how to fight? Yeah, that too. I also have a note that's, um, if I go back a couple pages in here, I said something like, why are these fight scenes so long now? And, like, why get to, like, when did you stop learning how to fight, and why are these suddenly so important? Like, you couldn't have just bashed him over the head at the beginning of this episode? That's the whole point that this was leading up to. I'm sure. I just, I don't understand why we had to deal 45 minutes of this just for Dean to get knocked unconscious, and then to lead into the fact that they have to rush him back to the bunker and learn that Michael's escaped his head because he was unconscious. Like, why did we have to go through however long this first segment of the episode was, just to get to that point. Uh, I don't know, Adelaide. Like, 
I got nothing for you. Yeah, well, that's fair. Most of the time I don't have anything for you either. So <laughs> um, so we learn that Michael's escaped and then we have Rowena who shows up and now she's housing Michael. Um, and we also you find forgot out- to mention that people were in the bunker today. Oh, yeah. Well, to be fair, they're all about to die. So and now well, I we mean- can justify the bunker being empty. Yeah, well, that's what I said. I, like, and that's actually in my note somewhere. Like, at least now the bunker being empty makes sense. I have that too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is it? Um, uh, I'm trying to find it, but yeah, I definitely wrote that down. I was like, well, at least now the bunker's empty. So, <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page for that. Uh, oh. and Rowena. Oh, oh. First of all, it doesn't make sense that Lucifer would leave Dean's body if he could escape. I'm sorry, was that a slip of the tongue? It was Michael, remember? Whatever. (laughs) It doesn't make sense because Dean is his vessel. Why would you leave your most powerful weapon to go to a less powerful one? I don't Because no matter what, your weapon is going to be more powerful even if you get the most powerful other weapon. Because this one was designed specifically for you. Yeah, see, that's what I thought, too. And I don't understand, like, I get that maybe he's just desperate at this point, and they have some throwaway line about her being stronger than she looks because she's had Because so she many... doesn't die or whatever. It's but something the thing like, because that... she's had magic so often or something. She's been practicing the... magic for so long. Some that's weird stupid. loophole. It was stupid. It was stupid, okay? I just Simply point because out... Go ahead. Dean was knocked out. Point. All you had to do was shove him in the locker that he just shoved you in and take over his body. Yeah, I don't what know. What was he going to do, really? I don't know. I, I hated this whole part because one, I lo- I didn't go that route until now. Um, but my whole point was, we spent how long in this episode building up to this point? This isn't even the middle of the episode. This is like the last 10 minutes. And this is what you're throwing at us right now. I was so mad that we had the first, what, how long are these episodes? Like 50 minutes? I, I, had, yeah, I think it's like 40 with commercial. Yeah, so... We had, what, 30 minutes of the Gorgon, and then five minutes of Jack, and then we have five minutes of wrapping up the whole Michael plotline. I was so mad. So mad about this. Like I said, this season has just felt like bad sex. Like, you're there, you know that this is supposed to be good, you're supposed to be feeling it, and then every time you're like, okay, just stay where you are, they're like, nope, I'm coming, I'm coming out. Nope. This is over. It's done. You're, you're not getting anything from this. I didn't want to take it that route, but I had the exact same thought as well. So <laughs> like, I had at the end, I was like, this is it? That's all? <laughs> yeah. I will want to point out that we can enter the whole like Rowena thing is um, and how stupid she was here. But I do want to say Michael has this line and this is the same line. This is the exact same episode where they say, oh, how women are more cautious now. He has a line that says, oh, she didn't want to say yes. This was horribly, <laughs> I didn't even think about this. This was horribly like, <laughs> disturbing to me. I was like, this is the same episode. What is wrong with you people? I did not even catch that. That's hilarious. She didn't want to say yes, but I had my ways. Exactly. <laughs> and then he was like, and then I didn't keep my word. And I think she knew I wasn't going to keep my word. I was like, you have to be doing this on purpose. This has to be intentional. You cannot say, you cannot have the Gorgon say his line that he said earlier about how women are more cautious because of all the the misogynistic crap that they've endured and then go and turn around and have Michael say, basically just commit rape. That's basically what happened. Like, you cannot do that in the exact same episode and tell me it's not intentional. And yet at the same time, I don't believe it was intentional. 
Are there no women in the writer's room? Is that what's happening? I also have that in my notes. I was like, I need to look up and see the staff of writers because I don't think there are any women on this show. Like, because, yeah. That was so bad. I was, I yeah. I even paused the episode and was like rubbing my head like, oh my God, I can't believe they just said that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Because I didn't catch that. But like, I was just like, hmm. At that point, I was just tapped out of the episode. I was like, I'm ready for this to be over. Who's going to kill Michael? Well, don't worry, because Michael dies almost immediately after that. Yeah, yeah, which was annoying. Because, Jack, no, you're burning off your soul. I have to protect you. Really? He's burning off his soul. Don't complain. Michael's dying. It's a small sacrifice. Is that not what we just covered earlier? Like, ugh. I was over it completely. Yeah, no, this was this was dumb, and also, this is such a nitpicky thing, but down in the bottom of my notes, I have uh, the phrase, why are Jack's wings such a letdown? <laughs> are you are you talking about his size, Adelaide, or like, his shape? Just like the design, it's basically Castiel's. They, they, like, vary them a little bit in most of the angels, but this was dumb. Like, they don't, they don't change. This was disappointing. I want to see something different for a Nephilim's wings. Come on. Like, come on. Don't don't be upset about wing size, Adelaide. It's not about the size. It's about the motion. Well, I mean, clearly he doesn't know how to use them either, so. <laughs> I mean, he killed his uncle. Alternate uncle. Alternate universe uncle. Yeah, this is weird. This is a weird episode. Um, That's basically what happens. Is Rowena alive? Like, yes. She... Yes, she's alive. She like we see her staring at his wings when he opens them up. So that like, yeah, we know she lived. Even if like after that, we just don't talk about her. So we're gonna put her on a bus with everybody else that we don't talk about, and drag her in as necessary. Well, at least she didn't die. No, I don't think so. Because I was relieved at the end of this episode that she wasn't dead. So if you tell me she died, I'm gonna be very sad now. You're googling it, aren't you? I have no idea. So yes, I am googling it. Okay, um, I will say that in the middle of the episode, I um, I did look up to see if she died, and uh, it didn't mention that she did. It said something about her like watching his wings open up or something, and um, and I did see her there. But who knows if she died afterwards? One would think it would have been addressed, but I don't know. It's the Winchesters. We never know. I was anything. about to say. Then again, we haven't heard from Bobby in like five episodes, so who knows? Or or Charlie or anyone, honestly. Really. Um. So that's all I have for the summary for that episode. Do you want to? Anything else you want to tack on before we jump into um, episode fifteen? I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> did she die? <laughs> um. No. Okay. Um. Yay. Um. So that was all I had for that episode. Do you want to? Is there anything you want to tack on for that one? Um, the fact, I mean, we didn't say that, um, what's his, what is it, Jack actually killed uh, him with, like, burning off his soul, and everybody's like, are you okay, you can't do this, after Michael was like, you're blind, you can't breathe, you're in pain, I, I appreciated that, like, the torture effect. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Because if you had locked me up for all that time, yes, I'm torturing you. And Jack is the only one who was getting tortured, which I don't understand why. I don't like, either. And I feel like it would have been better if they had seen if we had seen him like break through the 
Archangel's mm-hmm. abilities and then confront him instead of just being like, oh, I'm not going to torture you. Like, why wouldn't you torture him? He already right. like, turned you down. Oh, I know what I had in my notes. He says something like he calls him a child. And then he says, I'm not a child. You're saying this to an Archangel that is centuries old. You are already only two years old. You are like a fly. You were like an infant fly to him. Do not say you are not a child. Yeah, I was about to say, he's literally two. At most, he's two. Like, he's not even... Uh, and the simple fact that Michael was weak because of everything that happened is what really bothered me. And then, basically, Jack ate up Michael. Yeah. And I'm... what... My thing is, we had already had this conversation about how one person's grace isn't built for you. So why is it that Michael's grace cured Jack? It's not Nephilim grace. That's pure Archangel grace. And it should be less because we already said that Jack is supposed to be higher than his father. Yeah, I have I have no idea. And I thought the same thing. I was I was wondering about that and wondering how they're gonna justify that. Maybe it'll just accelerate the return of his it's own. Not, grace. They're not gonna talk about it no, they're not. ever again. All right. I like, don't know why I'm giving them so much credit. Um, I don't either. Because we know they're not talking about this anymore. I wanna I wanna show you what I or at least mention what I have in my notes for the end of that and I put Jack, you are a child. I cannot believe Michael was defeated by a teenage temper tantrum. Not even teenage. This is terrible cheese. I know. <laughs> like, I'm at the very least, I'm giving him teenage because like he appears to be a teenager, but at the same time, no. This is he was defeated by a two-year-old temper tantrum. That's exactly what happened. While the two-year-old is screaming, "I am not a two-year-old. You are a two-year-old. Stop it. <laughs> Go to your room, Jack." Oh, I'm so done oh. with this episode. Did you need a little angel grace? Did you need some grace? <laughs> Did you need a lolly? Don't worry. It's pure Archangel Grace. Here you go. <laughs> so annoyed. Anyway, episode 15, unless you have something else you want to address. Nope. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I'm going to preface this with I did not pay attention in this episode. Um, I paid attention for about the first half, and then I guess I got distracted by something, and I ended up having to watch the episode's ending about three times before it actually sunk in about what happened. So, and I'm still not sure I cover everything. So, okay. If I'm well, let me go through my notes. Okay. Good. Um, first, there is Griffin. Oh, poor Griffin. I felt bad for him. Griffin sucks. What are you talking about? I, I like the poor little dumbass just walked up and was like, "I'm gonna snatch his this. phone." Like, no, the guy ran and snatched Griffin's phone, and Griffin's like, "I'll call the police." One, he's right there. Grab your phone back. Don't be a punk. I don't know why he Two. didn't call the police after his head exploded. Like, that's what I was thinking too. Once his head exploded. You're walking over to say, are you okay? You just saw him explode at the very least. He's obviously not okay. At the very least, you would have thought it was a gunshot. Like, he came into the store and shot himself or something. But, like, at that point, what are we doing, honestly? I say poor Griffin because he's obviously, like, I don't know, I felt like he was kind of an idiot. Not, like, in in a bad way, just being, like, he's naive. And he was like, "I are you okay? Like, he's obviously got good intentions, but he's also an idiot. Because he walked up to the guy that's very clearly dead and is expecting an answer to that. Instead of just calling 911 and being like, yeah, some guy's head just exploded in my shop. And I'm scared. So, poor Griffin. But, also, mm. poor poor dumb Griffin. That's that's how I'm looking at it. You know when like <laughs> yeah, you've got okay. a dumb dog that's like um, trying to get something that's obviously not actually there? Or it's like you throw a ball and it's it, you don't actually throw it. You psych it out that way and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, poor dumb pupper. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> I feel bad for that comparison, but you know, so it goes. Well, we know what Adelaide does to her dog. <laughs> I throw snowballs for her. She loves it. Um, 
And then I was like, yeah, we're just letting Jack keep the creepy snake from the guy who tried to kill you. I have so many Ooh. things about that snake. That's all my notes are covering right now. I, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, why does the snake have no air holes? Why are you keeping it in this tiny little plastic cage? Why does it not have any bedding? And then you wonder why it's not eating and sad and lethargic. Maybe that's because you're a terrible <laughs> pet owner. Maybe you should get a two-year-old well, a goldfish. Two. Like, I was about to say, he's two. He's never had a pet. Exactly. Get him a goldfish. Do? Don't get him a snake. Like, and everybody is, first of all, a simple Google search would have told you what that snake is supposed to be eating. When was the last time it ate? You don't know. You know nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's not eating. Who knows when it last ate? They don't eat every day. They're not like cats. They're not like dogs. Get him a goldfish, for God's sake. I was so mad about this. Like, all of my notes are like, Jack is a terrible pet owner. Why are you bringing the snake in the car? Why are you doing this? I was so mad about this snake. Can You can, you can tell where my priorities were during this episode. <laughs> all right. Well, that's what, uh, like, that's what I got. Was that uh, I also said I appreciate that they were killed off, and I don't have to ask where they are all the time anymore. Yeah, I yeah. At least it makes sense now for them to be. Now we know why the bunker is empty. As terrible as that is, now we know. Is it terrible? Because they weren't really there in the first place. I mean, I don't feel a sense of loss. Apparently, Sam does because that's why he jumped. I don't. I was wondering why because they were never there in the first. Like, <laughs> this is my thing. Okay, I can understand that some the people that were there died okay and you possibly saw the like the dead body you saw the dead body he did and that could be haunting him but why is no one else reacting to this why is sam the only one who's having this is my problem either it affected all of them or it affected none of them i think i think i'm just i don't know why i'm trying to justify their writing choices anymore but I think they're going for the fact that he was their leader, and so they died on his watch, and that's why he feels guilty. But I don't know if that's that's not true though. Like it doesn't make sense because it's not true. Like even if you do say in the the loosest of terms, Sam was a leader, and he wasn't constantly going off doing his own thing with Dean. The fact that they stayed there, Dean, Cassiel, and um. Jack would have felt some sort of loss just from their existence and them not being there. Dean is in the kitchen making a sandwich. Dean is cool. Wasn't there a line? I don't remember who it was. I think it was Castiel says to Jack about hunters and their funerals. Like he's he's brushing it off that they just watched all these people die and they're like, and he's like, oh, you know how hunters and their funerals are. It, it didn't make sense. And it actually really bothered me. The fact that Sam is the only one who is so in touch with his emotions that the death of seven people in front of him and the possible death of Rowena and all of the people that he loved didn't affect him. Or it affected Sam, but not Dean. I don't know. I guess Dean's just relieved to have Michael out of his head. I, I can't justify it, honestly. That's the best I can give you. And then when Cassiel goes to talk to Jack, and he's like, how much of your soul did you burn off? I don't want you to think about it. And I was like, okay, so Jack is soulless now. Yeah, that's Next. exactly what I got. Too. Like, I was like, all right, cool. Jack's soulless. That's the whole point. Especially says he says something like, I feel different. I'm like, yeah, you're soulless. That's why you feel different. So I don't know. I just didn't. 
I, all right, I'm going to try an attempt a summary. I just have very little. This is like four bullet points of a summary. I'm telling you, I did not. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so Sam is struggling with the loss of the hunters on his watch. And instead of facing that, he dives into a job, basically what Dean does, because this whole family oh, is just massively. Can I interject for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Because um, it was, I even have in my notes, like Sam was like, uh, Cassiel goes to Sam and is like, after what happened? And I was like, what happened to Sam? What? <laughs> it's literally like, what happened? Oh, yeah, the people who died. Because they, they had to give me a... If they had not given me a flashback of the people like did and pulled their own blood across the thing, I would have known what happened to him. I will say that they have spent the entire season having this bunker totally empty uh, and occasionally referencing that these guys exist. And now, suddenly, it we're supposed to remember that they were important. And I feel like maybe if you guys want us to remember them, you pay your extras just a tiny bit more. Or just have them in the background, walking around, being there. Yeah, just like, like they really didn't have to pay them. They just had to have them there, had to and have they the, failed. The pay them in donuts that are stand, that are just off camera. That's that's what's going on. <laughs> like all you had to do was just have them walking around, so that we remember they are constantly in the bunker. Yeah, just people. You don't even need to have the same extras every time, just to make it. Just to make the point that, like, yes, there are people in this bunker, and we see them, we see activity coming around. Dress up the crew and have them walk by. Or background noise. Something. Like, yeah, we're going on a hunt. I don't have the thing slammed. Something. I know, and they had, they had maybe one or two throwaway lines where they're like, oh yeah, they're off on a hunt. And it was still, like, not only did we have, originally at the beginning of the season, we had so many hunters in this bunker, and then it whittled down to, what, seven? At the end, if that yeah, seven like, it max, was, it, it was like five to seven bro. tops, and it wasn't that like we didn't hear about them dying. It was just like we had big names that left, like Charlie, but at the same time, like there still should have been a lot of people and walking Bobby. around. Yeah, and Bobby, but I don't care about Bobby anymore. So like, I don't like AU Bobby. He's boring. Hmm. <laughs> uh, do I have anything else about that? Um. I can always jump Why into are Cassiel and Dean the only ones that don't seem to care about the deaths of everyone? <laughs> I get Castiel to an extent, but yeah, Dean he's normally the angel. cares. Exactly. Like, Castiel is like, you know, I'm, I'm an angel. Well, actually, no. I like, don't get it. Because he then tells... He, he had a line to Jack a while ago that was like... Well, that, that, that was specifically about Sam and Dean. That was not about... I feel like he cares about Sam and Dean specifically. All right, fine. I don't think it extends to everyone else. It doesn't else. extend to other humans. That's... Right. All right, that's within his character, so I'll give it that. Exactly. But still. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing was just very irritating to me. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before I attempt a very pathetic summary? Uh, well, Can we go back to Griffin for a second? Because sure. my notes are basically scene by scene. Okay, that's fine. So, like, why did Griffin not get the day off since he just saw someone die? Why was he still there when they got to Charming Acres? I don't know. But then again, he's working at a gas station, so maybe he needs the money. No, but I mean, on if I just seen someone die, I don't necessarily. I think your boss would mandatorily tell you to take a day off. At the very least, a day. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to go back to that workplace. God no. Like, but even if you had to, like, let's say he really needed the money, your boss would be like, you know what? Mental health, something, something, something. You need a day off. Even if you had the worst boss in the world, 
that you would mess up because you're still traumatized. They would at least give you one day. I assume they would, but also, I don't know. People can be very, very terrible bosses, so I don't know. I would hope they would, but at the same time. Alright, so you can continue. Alright, well, summary. something about struggling with the loss of hunters on his watch, blah blah blah. Um, so they go to Charming Acres. Um, and Charming Acres is this weird, like, time loopy city. It was Pleasantville. It was Pleasantville, yeah. I didn't, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was Pleasantville. Um, and so their first encounter is like he has no idea what a cell phone is, and slowly we see him losing his mind, and the the same symptoms begin happening to him. And he's like, "A cell phone? I, I had a cell phone. I, I got a da- I got my daughter a cell phone." And his wife is like, "A daughter? What are you talking about?" And um, mm, yeah, this is eventually the this is the problem that I had. Yep. Okay, no one is looking for these people. Thank you. That's exactly what I thought. Like, okay, he's been kidnapped and brainwashed in this city. No one seems to care. He's not out, like, no one sees him walking down the street. Even, like, Griffin didn't see him and were, and was like, you know, I've seen your picture on a milk carton. I think you're missing. Like, and there's a lot of people who go missing. I'm, maybe he didn't see it. But my thing is, you're tell- they didn't track the cell phone because he said he brought a cell phone for his daughter. They didn't, like, he didn't have a cell phone when he came. Into- None of these people had a cell phone, is what we're saying. They had no way of tracking any of these people. I mean, in today, whatever. like in 2019, there was no, cause what person do you know today who leaves the house without a credit card, an ID and a cell phone? Okay. Anybody over like 70 might, but at the same time, no, most of the people, and none of the people there were that old. So previous generations, yes. Later generations and the generation and the age group that was there. Yeah. They would have some way to track them. At the very least, they would still have, they'd still find, like, oh, okay, this cell phone was abandoned, here's his ID and his wallet, we kind of know where this guy is, and they would search around. Like, has anybody also, seen this Also, they would have to trade and get, like, stuff, supplies into the town. The town wasn't growing their own food. The town wasn't, it was a 60s town. In the 60s, people weren't trying to grow their own food. No, that was the whole point, is that it was the 60s town, and it was trapped in the 60s loop, although I don't know why anybody would willingly be in that loop, but all right. I mean, the only person who was willingly in the loop was the old white man, so... Mm, true. They and would be in that loop willingly. Like, and his daughter. Everyone else was, like, trapped in it. Yeah. I don't know why any... Yeah, I, I guess that's fine. <laughs> if anybody's gonna trap themselves in the, in the 60s loop, it's going to be an old white guy. <laughs> Where's the lie, though? And they were like, oh, you know... I, like everyone was leaving and no one was happy and the mill closed it. this is basically America like this is basically America right now the jobs aren't where they used to be and there's no coal mines why can't we go back huh alright looking at it a bit more that way it was a little bit more entertaining and I'm a little sad that I wasn't paying that much attention at the end but I did catch the old white guy being annoying like they usually are but still um, no one heard that. <laughs> and, um, you have anything else you want to add? Well, Adelaide's white. She can say that. Exactly. <laughs> I know many old white guys. white shield, Adelaide. <laughs> it's not I'm good one for anything you. else, but all right. <laughs> exactly. I'm one of you. <laughs> I can bash you guys. It's fine. Um, uh, let's see. I don't remember where I was here. My very, very short summary. Um, 
Yeah, slowly as the, outs- the encounter the outside world spell seems to break, blah, 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 head explode. Uh, Sam gets taken in and believes his name is Justin, and he now has a wife, and he has a home, and he throws Castiel for saying hell, which, out for saying hell, which was really, really funny to me. Um, I don't know, like, it was creepy. Sam was creepy. Yeah, Sam was creepy. But I appreciated the creep factor. I did too. Like at, his his creepy and little I was ponytail like, I, bothered me a lot more. I than was thinking that too. I was like, that ponytail is the creepiest thing about you right now, Sam. What? It's not even like it was a man bun. It was like, no, that's a ponytail. Why <laughs> didn't you just cut your hair when the spell kicked in? Bob Woody. He's Sam. He's known for his hair. Actually, um, there was a a, a thing, a supernatural at a supernatural convention, and they were asking him would he ever cut his hair, and he was like. I mean, I guess if the script called for it, but it's kind of like a trademark now. It's trademark Sam. Oh, poor guy. Because <laughs> he can't even cut his hair when it's all like off season. Because yeah, he, he has stop. to keep the same hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. I actually remember, um, totally off topic, there was a thing with um, Draco Malfoy's actor, how he wasn't allowed to go out in the sun because they needed to keep <laughs> him as pale as possible. So he wasn't allowed to get any sunlight and he had to like use an umbrella in the sun and he had to like wear sunscreen all the time and he couldn't go out in like warm weather. And uh, it was to... That doesn't sound traumatizing for a child. For a small child, yeah, who needs to be as pale as possible. They're like, yeah, never leave your house, kid. Don't worry about it. But yeah, that that's so, you know, actors for their art. Mm, well, he was 12. Yeah. Was he really... Like, and most of them, like they said they were literally pulled out of like middle school or whatever. Yeah. And they had, I remember... um. It was wonderful. There has to be something. There was something for that to be your defining career thing. Yeah, and I know that there was a thing where they said um, that they allowed the kids to do their like math homework and stuff on screen, uh, so that if kids were like if they were reading something and working at like one of the tables, they were actually doing homework at the time. And so when they when the camera pans is past, I think it's like Fred and George at the time. Um, they have this moment where um, he looks at the screen and he's like confused about something and it's like genuine confusion because he's doing math at the time. Like he's got a math textbook <laughs> open and he's like working on his actual homework on set and they allowed them to do that because it would make it more real. And uh, I have way too much Harry Potter knowledge and not enough Supernatural apparently. <laughs> anyway, topic. Um, I will admit that I uh, I kind of thought it was the milkshakes pretty much I the did entire too. time. And- I was, yeah. Okay, good. I was like, this stupid milkshake thing. Uh, yeah, I was but- even like criticizing them because I'm like, wow, you guys recycled this and you did this earlier. This was basically the uh, the Leviathans all over again. How are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I appreciated that he said, I bet you thought it was the milkshake. I was insulted and personally attacked, okay? <laughs> I bet you thought it was the uh, milkshakes. I'm like, ow, that hurt. <laughs> Oh, I felt so bad when he said that. Um, but yeah, I totally thought it was the milkshakes. Um, Cast- so Castiel's left to investigate on his own. Uh, confronts a woman at the milkshake shop, believing her to be a witch, when it's in fact her father's abilities doing all this. Um, we kind of discussed the line that he has. Um, or the um, can we have a conversation about the father-daughter confrontation? Sure. Because the father comes in, like, in the, like Sam is, and Castiel are fighting inside, and the father and the daughter are fighting outside. And He's like, this is your fault, honey. Why did you tell him? If you didn't tell him anything, he would still be alive. This is all your fault. And I was like, wow. Like, this is very abusive. Like, is this what she's been going through her whole thing? And, and then the the simple fact that she was resistant to it but didn't help anyone. It, 
and like just told him to leave because she loved him but no one else yeah like she was a accomplice oh she absolutely was uh, like right up until the end and even then she didn't like that doesn't absolve you from all of that because you were still part of it like i get that you're a victim yeah, you... cool backstory still murder right like you were cool with it up until it affected you like like and even let's say she wasn't cool with it let's say she was just sticking with her father because she had to because she didn't know what else she was going to do because she didn't have whatever the moment that she fell in love with that guy and got him killed and she realized or the no not even just then the moment she realized that these people were dying again because this just couldn't have been the first death or it wouldn't have brought sam and dean like, and even if it was the first one to hit the mainstream, it was no way that no one else realized or didn't realize this wasn't real. Well, that and, like... Because he said he's been doing it for years. Oh, yeah. He he mentioned it's been going on for a long time. And I don't, I don't know. That really should have been something that... I can't imagine. Okay, so assuming that they all die the same way, one would think, at the very least, that an exploding head would have made the news at some point. Even if mm -hmm. they, like, shushed it down significantly. And if they don't all die in the same way, which I don't understand why they wouldn't, because that seems to be his main method of murder. Um, like, he's got a type, and that's it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he, like, even then, let's, assuming they find bodies or something, because they have to dispose of the bodies somehow. Um, assuming they find bodies, wouldn't somebody anybody investigating this recognize that there are a lot of bodies coming out of this i almost called it pleasantville what is it charming acres place maybe we should look into this uh well if even if that was the truth they would all come in there but the problem is the number of people who would go in and not come out yeah and then that would continue like it would be fairly obvious and sam and dean probably would have caught on to this earlier or other hunters would have caught on to it earlier. or they would have assumed it was a cult or something like and then it would have been on that like watch list it, you know if i don't know i feel like we're thinking too logistically as human beings because i i think that's the problem we're thinking we're thinking too much we're thinking too much when supernatural doesn't give us that ability mm -hmm. they don't give us the same credit that we give them i guess yeah <sighs> like but yeah she was complacent and i didn't like that yeah i didn't because even at the end like i was like so we're just letting her go I get that there's like a, there's an abuse. Technically, she saved the day. Well, it's but... not so much that. I get that there's like an abuse victim mentality there. I don't know. It's getting into weird areas. Well, no, because you can still say she's a. What we don't know how much she was abused. Number one, that's true. Because he, I feel like he abused other people before he abused he... her, and then right add. When necessary, he would turn his attention to her, but I don't think it was necessary. Just to keep her in town. Yeah. Like, just to keep her, like, keep her from running and, like, doing, I don't know. Because I feel like that, like, she's like, Mom asked me to stay. I hate that. I hate when they use a dead mother. I hate that, too. Hey, Supernatural, like, didn't you just say something about how women were more cautious and actually pretended to be aware of the issues out here, and now you're off doing the same thing again? Like, Mom said that, you know, I should stay with you and love you, but I can't keep doing this. And he, like he said, you knew what would have happened to that boy. So obviously he wasn't the first one. I, yeah. I imagine that they should have, I don't know. I can't, I can't. I was going to try to justify it again, but I can't. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Do you want me to move on, or do you have something else you want to add to that? No. Just, like, I can't anymore with them. But female hero saves the day? Question mark? I guess. She did. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked that it was her powers turning it around and using it her, his the same powers against him and trapping him in his own mind, I guess. But, okay. It was very Children of the Corn. It was. It felt very... I hate to I hate to say this phrase. It felt very derivative. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it did okay. Um, I need a fedora to say that. I think. <laughs> um, anyway, with all that going on, we have the brief field trip that Dean and Jack and Jack's stupid pet snake. Um, I'm, that was completely unnecessary. I take this. I'm harping on this snake thing so much. Um, you take umbrage with it. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> You're just gonna give me crap for that now, aren't you? Um, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Jack and Dean uh, visit Donatello to see if Jack to because apparently he's the expert on soullessness, and so like let's go see uh, if Jack still has a soul, which obviously he doesn't. I feel like if you have to question it, then the answer's obvious. Um, Donatello describes what it's like: no pity, no empathy, no humanity. Uh, he has to pretend to like fit in, and he has and he thinks, what would Mister Rogers do? And um, he advises Jack that in order to blend in, he should think, what would the Winchesters do? Because Jack says something about them being uh, the best people he His knows. role models. Yeah. Which, um... Not the best how? people Like, wouldn't your mother be the best person that you knew? Wasn't that the whole point of you going to heaven to see your mother? Yeah, exactly. Like, she's the best one out there for you. Use her as an example. She's got way more empathy than both the Winchesters combined. Um... So in the end, it's pretty clear that Jack doesn't have any of his soul left. He says something to the snake about, "Oh, you'll be happy when you're with your, when you're with your friend," and then he kills it. And Castiel sees this from the shadows and is like, "Oh no, that's not good." Um, and then the episode ends. And basically, yeah, that episode happened for me, and I wasn't all there for most of it. But eh. it was stupid. Yeah. And I feel stupid about, like, having watched it. I felt like, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, they are taking important plot points. And they've always done this to an extent, where they take little plot points and they kind of put them in throughout the episodes. But it feels like right now they're spaced out to where it's major monster of the week, teeny tiny plot device at the very end. Major monster of the week, teeny tiny plot device. And it feels like it's it's getting repetitive and I don't think they've always done this this exact way. I feel like something's changed, and I don't know exactly what it is. But something in their formula has changed, and it's made it almost more of a formula than it was before. I mean, I hear you, but I don't know. I honestly could not tell you what's changed. If, like, I don't know. Maybe it's the writers. Maybe it's... I don't know, because it's a shorter season. Okay, then why did they end the whole Michael thing with six more episodes left. Cause now we're going to have six more episodes of filler while Jack slowly builds up into the potential villain he's going to be. Cause let's face it. That's where that's going. Mm-hmm. Because yay, we have soulless Nephilim. Now we're going to have a problem. Like that's what that's going. That's what that's building to. But if they continue this route, we're going to have six more episodes. Well, I think six. Yes. Five more. I think at this point, um, we're going to have five more episodes of him of filler and I can kind of lead into the next episode preview here because we see what appears to be a very standard episode of the week. It doesn't even, or a monster of the week style. It doesn't even preview Jack in that one. 
Like, we don't even see him. Or Castiel. We just see Sam and Dean hunting. That's all we see. And I feel like, why do we? Why did you end the Michael thing so early when you could have had episode 19 be the Michael issue, episode 20 deal with Jack and his new soullessness that he's going to have to morph, and the villain he's going to morph into? Why would that be the thing? Uh, Ellie, I don't know. I have no idea. It's exhausting. Like, and you needed that side so that you could feel my exhaustion. Yes, this is true. I will say, um, in addition to that, I don't know if it's... I'm not sure how to say it. I don't know that um, this this season would be as bad as it feels right now if we were watching it all at once in like a yeah I think so too like I feel like we've been binging these seasons yeah and then to compare it to one that we see in episode form as real time yeah then it almost feels like it's an unfair comparison because we don't have we don't have the weight we don't have the build up the the hype that comes along with some of these episodes and it's like for example episode 300 which still would have been a letdown to be perfectly honest um we didn't if we were watching this on Netflix next year uh, and then covering um, season 15, um, we wouldn't have had that hype. We wouldn't have had that media buildup that went on for, since October about it. We would have just been like, oh, this was the 300th episode. Oh, that was kind of cute. We probably wouldn't even recognize it as a 300th episode. And I feel like it's almost unfair. And maybe when the episodes are all smushed together and we binge them all, it makes the writing seem better because it hides the flaws and it hides the wait time that we have to go through. That's true. I'll give you that. And I don't know. I don't want to say it's not but fair, I, but I also still want to say there's bad writing going on and I'm mad at them. This, no, but this is my thing. Because if we compare this to the writer strike, which had about the same amount of episodes as this will, I feel like that was a better season. It really was. And I actually think I... I don't remember what seasons I watched live. I know that I missed... Some of them I watched on Netflix, and then some I watched live, and then some I and then I stopped and I watched Netflix again. So I don't remember where it was, but I was too long ago, so I don't remember. But but I, that's my that's my thing is one, this is shorter. It's not as gritty. They're wrapping storylines up very quickly, and then they're creating a whole new story for the last six episodes that we need to linger on and care about. Like, even if we go back to the episode for death, where death dies, and we get a new death, that felt better to me than this does. I agree. I feel like they're trying... I feel like... I was telling a friend about this, that Supernatural overall is a good series. And the writing is not bad. In places it is, yes. And, like, I'm definitely one to harp on that when it happens. But in in spades, and as it goes through the whole system, it's not bad. First through five seasons are really good. And I think that's because they were connected. And you could see where each one was building and each one picked up. And, and each one built up to an overall satisfactory climax at the end. And we knew that. And for a while, it was okay. For a while after that, it was like, okay, we didn't expect to get renewed, but we understand, and we're starting... Like, they would build more plot points, and they would kind of follow that. 
and I don't want to say maybe this ep- maybe the series should end. But at the same no, time, no, I think that's where we yeah, are. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm because going. Because um, I think that they don't, they, they're like, we're just out. We're done. We're just here for a paycheck now. I feel like, and that's, it's not that's only cool that, but it's if like, you're, no, but even if you're here for a paycheck, you don't even have the storylines. Like, the, these storylines don't even need to be stretched out the way you're stretching them out. No, their pacing is terrible right now. And I think that's our both of our issues. Because even if you had, like, We've we both been to college. Like, we know you can write something in a day and come out amazingly. So... How dare you like, drag at me least like get that. <laughs> but my point is, like, like if you could do that at 18, you're telling me that these writers who are veteran writers, they're in the Writers Guild, you're telling me that they cannot come up with a story that can be paced well enough over 20, what, 20 episodes that makes me care about these characters, it doesn't wrap itself up prematurely. I don't think they can. At least not anymore. Either that's because of staff changes, or that's because at this point, they've just run out of ideas. I, I feel like it's staff changes. I'll give you that. Alright, well. I don't want to blame people um, specifically, but if that is the change, that is glaringly obvious. I I wonder if it's that plus... I mean, well, we've gotten to the point where the actors are now directors and producers. So at that point, the show's been going on too long. Yeah, when they're like, I want to do something else. Let me direct an episode. Maybe, maybe it's going on a little too far. Like, and that's not to knock the actors, but at the same token, it's it's just it's getting ridiculous if you can't even keep a cohesive pace. And that Adelaide and myself can knock you and can spitball better ideas for the 300th episode than what you provided. Like, our, at this point, we would be better at pacing it than they are. And I know that sounds terribly cocky to say, but it's true. And also, we would probably have way less rapey things in there. Come on, guys. No, but my thing is, even if, like, let's say the, the producer, the head producer was like, no, we have to keep the rapiness. Okay, I don't know why he would say that, but like, let's just say it. You can still write it in a way that it's called out and not like just widely accepted by everyone in a way that's not very blatantly creepy and and like yeah exactly that they call it out and they say like if you have the line oh she didn't want to say yes then maybe have somebody respond to that about how horrible that is not just like let it go let that float about in the aether for some weird reason that you did that. I don't. I still don't get that line. Mm-mm. So I. I feel like I might, and I know I'm actually going to end up rewatching this season uh, with Brandon because he's going to want to. Um, he's he wants to see the seasons, but he wants to see them on Netflix when it's easier to watch them all at once. So I guess I can revisit and I don't know tweet form and be like, hey, this is much easier to watch on Netflix than it is as it airs. Maybe you guys should consider your pacing. Well, issues. I mean, now you already know what's happening. Now you're coming That's in true. like tainted, so you're already gonna have these visits. Actually, that might be good if you ask him. Was this easier to watch? That's true. I could just be like, what did you think of this season? Did you see this issue? Or like, what issues did you see? Yeah. And then. If he comes up with very similar things and says something about mm-hmm. why did they kill off Michael in episode 14, that was dumb. Um, then I can be like, see? Netflix didn't even save yeah. you here. So that'd be a good, okay. So yeah, we have our we have our guinea pig. Uh, we have our test. I'm so glad <laughs> these headphones on right now because otherwise you'd be glaring at me. 
but I, I don't know I like this whole season is just feeling very unnecessarily stretched it's feeling very laffy taffy it is it's feeling like they're reaching and they're reaching hard and they don't know what to reach for yeah they're trying to stab in the darkness and sometimes they're hitting and then sometimes they're missing and they're missing more often than they're hitting because they have potential so much potential oh, there's here. so much there could be so many things done here all like for for jack defeating michael all there had to be by the way called that all there had to be was well no i think it would have been better if michael defeated michael yes that would it been would michael. be <laughs> honestly i kind of wanted lucifer to come back and beat him what is happening with that? No, no, he was coming back, wasn't he? I was positive he was coming back. Yeah, right, like unless they're gonna bring him back at the end in the last six episodes. Like, there's no way he doesn't come back with Nick. I have no idea. I honestly expected that about six episodes ago, and they have they have so it's, many. And things. it's weird that they dragged this out, but they didn't drag out the like. <sighs> I just don't understand. Previous seasons, they've always been like. They've always ended. Like, they've had a big ending. They've had a big satisfactory, well, most seasons, a decent satisfactory ending with a, you know, the en- the fight that happens at the end. Big bad's defeated. Next big bad kind of springs up. Look at the last season for an example. You have Michael taking over Dean's body. This is the, Dean's yeah, body. This is the mm-hmm. very last episode. They ta- He takes over Dean's body. He defeats Lucifer. And immediately, he doesn't release Dean's body. Bam. We know he's the next villain. That's That's it. We got it. We don't need any more details. I don't know why we had to defeat Michael in the middle of this season and then build up Jack for the next six episodes. Well, is it going to be Jack versus Lucifer again? Are they going to join teams? Like, is that what we're doing? Like, I don't know. And I feel like that's one positive about um, watching it episodically. You get to do speculation. That's true. Instead of just immediately jumping into the next one with your popcorn. Yay. Mm. But the problem is... Like these speculation, it makes it makes me feel like I'm giving them too much credit. Yeah, me too. Like, cause I'm thinking, like, if we can spitball ideas about what should be happening, then that means that those ideas probably aren't gonna happen. Number one. Yeah. And number two, it also means that if so many loose ends, it's gonna be basically impossible to tie up. I would have read that they tied this up in a two-part season finale. Yeah, me too. And especially because it's not like it's going to be that hard to demonstrate Jack's soullessness. We've already shown that he's soulless. We didn't really need the whole episode to do that. In fact, he was barely in it. Or they literally could have just gave him Lucifer eyes. Yeah, really. We didn't need to see the whole thing. (laughs) It's like, we don't need to see him struggling with the soullessness. Because frankly, he's soulless. He's not going to care. I feel like they think we care more about Jack than we do. I definitely do not care about Jack. Like, of all the characters that you could have, like, tried to endear me to, I wasn't caring about that. Is, is he a fan favorite? Is that what's happening? I don't know. We can Google that and find out. I mean, I'm sure I know that off the top of my head. Uh-huh. Like, you don't, you don't have to worry about that. You need me to fill while you Google? Uh, is Jack too OP? <laughs> is Jack too OP? Is that what, that's what you're Googling? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing that, oh, speaking of Jack. How did Jack become more powerful than God? I don't know. I Because they're like, Jack is the most powerful creature in the universe. You're telling me that Jack is more powerful than God and Amara. 
See, I definitely disagree with that. There's no way he's more powerful than God or Amara. And there's no way he's more powerful than, than them combined. However, if they're going to make him out to be that, that powerful, can we have God and Amara back, please? I like Chuck. He's fun. Well, can we also have a reason? Because you already said that he would be more powerful than Lucifer. But you didn't say more powerful than God. Like, that doesn't even make sense if you, like, are talking basic powers. If I create you and you create something that's more powerful than you, it would innately be less powerful than me. Yeah, see, that's exactly where I'm at. Like, how is he more powerful than an Archangel? I don't understand this. I will say, with Archangel Grace, maybe he's about equal right now. However, I do not and will not believe that this Nephilim, specifically this Nephilim, I don't care about the lore, I'm referencing Supernatural very specifically, disclaimer over, um, that he is more powerful than Lucifer. I am not going to believe that at the moment, no. Well, not even just Lucifer, all of the other archangels, and they're supposed to be bringing back a fan favorite, like oh God, at I the forgot. end of this no. season. Please. So it's like, is it going to be Amar? Is it going to be Chuck? Is it going to be if like it's Lucifer? I'm what are we so doing? Bad. It better not be because we already know Lucifer's yeah, we coming already back. Know Lucifer's coming that, back. that better not be him. <laughs> like, uh... anyway, preview. For the next episode? Um, okay. Uh, so it's 20 seconds of what appears to be Monster of the Week. We have... I didn't even catch the name of the monster. It's, it's 20 seconds of Into the Woods. Yeah, basically. That's what it is. Like, and it's even called Don't running. Go Into the Woods. Like, everybody's like running from something in the woods. There's something in the woods. It, it looks like... I I don't know. It sounds like a werewolf leopard It's 20 thing. seconds. It's 20 seconds of woods. And there's no... Uh, all we see is Sam Dean potential monster shadowed police with gun and uh we don't even see jack or castiel so i'm so glad they're suddenly the main plot here like uh, i'm gonna be so mad if the last episode was filler so mad this season is basically filler yeah it, why is it 20 episodes i think you could have wrapped it up in seven in 12 if we want to push it you're giving them too much credit um this is weird, because he has the glowing eyes. They could have gave him, a, like, fiery eyes, and that's his soul. Yeah, really. They could have changed it just ever so slightly to make it clear. Like, we've had oh, wow. we've had Rowena. Uh, by the way, her colors have changed a lot when they did glowy eyes for her. Um, he's kind of hot sometimes. Are we talking about Jack? Like, when he's, n like when he's not oh, Jack. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you don't mean Jack, do you? No, like the actor. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> you meant Jack. I was going to be very alarmed. No. Jack is creepy. He's a kid. Yes, exactly. Um, hmm. Anything else you want to cover? Because yay, Monster of the Week next episode. Please don't be filler. This, this is going to be filler. Like, let's yeah, not it's going to be filler. Time. I don't want it to be filler. Um, Castiel. Castiel. What a, oh, yeah, Castiel. The, the fun little cat pictures that are out on the internet that I'm having fun looking at now. Yes, go find those. They're adorable. <laughs> yes. Apparently, we're not the only That's ones that think cat that. Oh, see, cat steel is now a thing in my brain. Uh, <laughs> that cat steel is a cat. Yep, that's about it. I have nothing else. Okay, I have nothing else to add either, mostly because like this episode just lost me. Um, so that's all for this. What happened to the girl with the spear? Didn't she go? Do you mean Dark Kaya? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Like, because she was supposed to come back and get to her world, and she never got to her world. What is going on with her? What is she We're doing? We're not supposed to remember that, Jasmine. Like, <laughs> don't, don't remind them. 
<sighs> I don't know. I have nothing for that. Anything else? Do you want to spitball out there suddenly? No, I'm sorry. Like, right. But I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing at this point? I don't know. That's That's exactly how it feels. It feels like they're using plot devices as they need them and then throwing them away without wrapping them up, which is something Supernatural hasn't really done before. And then they'll just pull it out from, like, previous seasons. Like, oh, yeah, I need Oh, yeah, that. that's a thing. It's a good thing we never wrapped up that plot point. Like, and this happened this season. We're still in season 14. Yeah, that was a thing. I, what? She's <laughs> not gone. Like, that was season 14. <laughs> okay, if anybody remembers what happens, like, leave it in comments or tweet us or something, because I don't remember. I don't remember her at all. I don't remember what happened to her. I... I don't think she got back to where she was supposed to be, but her her spear broke, mm-hmm. and we were like, so "Oh, he she's didn't even be return yeah. it." And she was like, "If you don't Ooh. return it, I'm gonna break you." So yeah, where is she? I don't know. She's just playing Sudoku like everybody else. Apparently. I guess that's what everybody does in Supernatural, except for like Sam Dean. That's basically it. Jack Lucifer. and Castiel go off and do their own Sudoku thing every now and then. So. No, and Lucifer. And Lucifer. Yeah. Lu- I'm he better not be the fan favorite. If he's the fan favorite back. that's coming back, that's a huge letdown because he has not been gone very long. Especially if they drag him being gone until the end of the season. Yeah, that doesn't count. That does not count as coming back. Especially since Nick was in here for a long time. Anyway, let's all wrap right. it up because I'm hungry and I'm ready to Same, go. actually. Um, so that's all for this Overpowered Podcast, Geeks of the Machine Edition. I was your host, Adelaide. I got my name right this time. Um, <laughs> with your co-host, Jasmine. Uh, you can find us at Real OP Tweets, Jasmine at OP Jasmine, me at OP underscore Addy. Uh, you can find the website at, at overpoweredentertainment.com. Find us on Instagram at Real OP Graham. Find us on Facebook. Um, we have a Discord server, I think, still. Yes? Is that being linked yes. below? Uh, yeah, okay, always. Cool. I think that's it. Did I miss anything? Nope. Cool. Um, everything else will be linked below. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.